0: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are going to crisscross a couple of topics here in a quick roundup section uh, that can really be best epitomized by fireworks real rockets, and something that may catch fire and explode (laughs) when it comes to big tech. Uh, But we're going to start with fireworks first because that's uh, the local issue and uh, one that's coming up with the 4th of July weekend coming up uh, in terms of fireworks, fireworks being banned, safety, drought, heat, fire. Uh, and all of those things that we all need to, to step forward. And of course, there has been some confusion in terms of uh, what cities, what mayors, what governors, uh, who can do what when it re- comes to banning or restricting fireworks. And uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson uh, spoke today with Draper Mayor Troy Walker, uh, who explained uh, why he thinks he can't in terms of having the authority to outright ban far- fireworks in his area. I frankly think a. Uh... You know, first year law student can read the code and realize that it it doesn't give us the the authority to do a carte blanche ban on fireworks. Uh, J.P. Mayor Troy Walker uh, went on to say, here's uh, here's something maybe you got to do instead. My plan is I got my restrictions and I am going to enforce it. Uh, very important. So the restrictions that he does have in place, he's going to make sure those are enforced. Uh, and so vital. Uh, We do encourage everyone to to just step back a little bit, do the real good assessment, make sure uh, that we're following uh, the restrictions that have been put in place, and remember that just because you can does not mean you should uh, when it comes to fireworks, especially uh, with the kind of conditions we have on the ground uh, here in the state of Utah this year. Uh, And so take take time, take pause. Uh, It's all worth stepping back and just rethinking if ever there was a time to think again about lighting off fireworks. uh, This is it. Uh, And so that's an important one. So we're going to go from those uh, rockets, bottle rockets and uh, other fireworks that we can set off uh, to actual rockets. Uh, Just moments ago, uh, President Biden uh, made an appearance after meeting with the new uh, Israeli president. Uh, Rivlin, uh, who is the president, again, not the prime minister, uh, and they talked about uh, rockets that actually did go off. Uh, Yesterday, President Biden ordered two airstrikes in Syria and one in Iraq uh, over the weekend to counter Iranian-backed militia group, Uh, and I want to go through this a little bit because the president has been very uh, forceful, very specific in terms of how he uh, carried this out, what power he used uh, to do that. Uh, And so I want to go to uh, Trita Parsi, who's from Georgetown University, spoke to The Hill, uh, TheHill.com, about uh, his opposition to using what the president has been citing, Article 2 in the Constitution, uh, to uh, have this military action.
1: It does raise a bigger question. If we're using Article 2 for self-defense, that is only valid to the point that the United States is there and should the United States even be there in the first place? Again, the Iraqis did ask the United States to leave. Uh, The Iraqi parliament voted for the U.S. forces to leave the country. So why are we there? We have not been asked by the government to stay. Uh, Certainly the Syrian government has not asked the United States to stay. So what are we there? Are we there to protect ourselves? Uh, I mean, are we in a situation in which U.S. troops have to be in Iraq to protect other U.S. troops? That becomes just a bizarre fallacy.
0: Uh, really interesting insight there. Uh, I want to continue on with this uh, conversation with uh, Trita Parsi from Georgetown University. Uh, he argues that it's just not a good idea to to call these Iranian-backed
1: groups. That is a major simplification. Many of these groups are uh, quite independent. They are supported by the Iranians. But to just reduce them to groups that do whatever Iran wants them to do is, is quite inaccurate because it takes away a lot of their own agency, it takes away a lot of their own uh, Iraqi nationalism that doesn't want to have U.S. troops in that country.
0: So it's a really interesting conversation, and a lot of this goes back to Congress, as a lot of things do. Uh, They have ceded and uh, abdicated so much of their authority, especially when it comes to declaring war, military action, military funding, uh, all of those things that are clearly the responsibility of the Congress to do. Uh, but as they continue to see that, of course, the president does have a power under the war powers uh, under Article 2 of the Constitution. Uh, and there have been a host of things that have come since then. Uh, but I think we have to be very careful. This is a very slippery slope in terms of the powers uh, uh, president of either political party uh, needs to make sure that they are checked and balanced and uh, making sure that those kind of conversations uh, and that kind of military action is always done uh, in the best interest of the country. So an interesting conversation there. We'll do a deeper dive on that as we go through the week this week. Uh, but want to shift to one last thing uh, in this combustible segment of the program. Uh, so we've talked about the bans on fireworks. We've talked about rockets on Iraq and Syria. And now I wanted to uh, talk about something that might lead to some fireworks on Capitol Hill. It's this idea to to tax big tech to fund rural broadband. And there are some Republicans who are supporting and, and jumping on board. Uh, so let's go to uh, just uh, some quick sound here from uh, GOP uh, FCC Commissioner uh, Brendan Carr. This was uh, an interview with CNET. He explains why big tech should be paying more to support
2: broadband in rural areas. Historically, when you look back at the telecom network from the mobile era to the most recent past, we look at the businesses that benefit the most from a network to pay a fair share for supporting that net- network. So for the traditional telephone network, We usually looked at regular businesses, so we had relatively high local and long distance fees for businesses that resulted in relatively lower charges for consumers, and that supported the build-out. Well, flash forward to today, the modern network is the internet, and the businesses that are benefiting off that are big tech. So you have uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, um, a lot of the streaming services that are out there. Um, And those are the entities that today are benefiting tremendously from the network. But there's been a divergence from that historic precedent of having the businesses that benefit pay for the network. And right now, big tech pays effectively nothing for the federal universal service efforts that we engage in. And that leaves consumers footing the bill for billions and billions of dollars. So I think it's time for big tech to pay its fair share.
0: FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr uh, went on to say – how we got to a place where big tech is paying essentially nothing and where we can possibly go from here.
2: We haven't gotten here by accident. This divergence between the businesses that benefit and the ones that pay is part of a decades-long lobbying campaign by tech companies to make sure that they aren't kicking into universal service. So I do think it's time that we look to big tech to pay an equitable share, whether the FCC or in Congress, as they're looking to pay for some of these infrastructure uh, investments.
0: So, again, a lot of fascinating things there in terms of how big tech ought to be helping with rural broadband and what that looks like and could look like. That's, of course, important for a lot of our rural communities here in the state of Utah and across the country. So those are three pretty interesting things in terms of fireworks, real fireworks, rockets dropping in Syria and Iraq and potential combustibles and fireworks on Capitol Hill trying to get big tech to engage Uh, in a way that would uh, help fund some of that rural broadband and rural uh, connectivity, which is is so important. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get a lesson from the land of the rising sun and the sunny side of America. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today